Hello and welcome to the Heed Army Podcast Live. This is the only 100% show dedicated towards Gated Football Club for the fans by the fans. You can contact us at any point during the show with any topic you wish. You can do it via Twitter at the Heed Army account. On Facebook, you can do it via the Heed Army Facebook Live page. And also, you can use the chat facility throughout the show. We look forward to hearing from you. Well, hello and welcome to a special edition of the Heed Army podcast. Um, we're joined by uh, former Gator player Carl Magney, who's um, gladly gave up his... Well, I'm not saying gladly. But, uh, <laughs> gladly for us, he's gave up his time to talk to us tonight here on the podcast about his time at Gated. Um, so if you have any messages that you'd like to send in to Carl, uh, or uh, good luck messages as well for the future, you can send them in in the usual ways on the chat facility, of course, and on Twitter. We'll play the promo on how... to contact us on the chat facility if you're new to listening to us um we've also got andrew with us tonight hello andrew hello dave and hello carl hello there hello there. can you lift that mic up a little bit no problem it helps if i switch it on but uh yes hello there carl a bit of a novice yeah, yes sorry about that. um so if you've got any messages for carl um or questions uh please send them in remember keep them sensible um because uh you know we want to keep on the good side of the club and i don't think carl would say anything bad anyway but uh <laughs> so we'll do well. that yeah <laughs> um well carl um as i say this we'll address the elephant in the room it isn't andrew it's uh <laughs> oh, cheers. Uh, yeah. sadly um you've been released yeah. um i, I managed to say it there without saying it quietly yeah, yeah. yeah no don't be afraid of it yeah, yeah um so that's to say um, obviously a disappointment would be the first thing that comes to mind with that happening but um as i say it, where, where, where do you go from here mm-hmm. well if you know like you say it is it's bitterly disappointing um you know taking away the the football side of things i'm obviously a, a gated lad I, I lived in gated uh, all my life before uh, i moved to london so um, to live back home and play me me football full time here was was special and uh, it was a, a lovely experience having family and friends able to come to the games and mm-hmm. and all the rest of it so it just fit perfectly with me and um, you know it was very very disappointing um, to hear the news off off Gary Mills but you know it's the nature of the game that we're in and yep. you know particularly when you know at this level your contracts on on very long you know the generally season to season and, and these things can happen so you've always got to be prepared and you know I've, i have no option now but to, to look forward to the future yeah as i say it's a it's a two-sided coin isn't it football and um we said not four weeks ago we were buzzing in excitement for approaching wembley and then here we are four weeks later and it, it's, it's a different uh ball game altogether um, we're talking off air that you've, you've, we're not mentioning which clubs you've been in contact with, but there is clubs uh, approaching you, so that's a very good news. No, it is. It's it's what every footballer wants, you know. Particularly um, having just left the club, I think it took us a little bit by surprise that it's happened um, fairly quickly. Um, but I was, you know, I've, I've been happy to see texts coming in and and a few phone calls here and there. So. There's definitely interest, and like I said, I've got plenty of time before, you know, even pre-season starts, so I can, I can afford the luxury of sitting back for a week or two and, and assessing everything, and then hopefully make the right decision for for the club that's right for me. Yeah, and say the messages are coming in already, and um, we've got a message from Sarah Jane. Uh, we'll miss you, Carl, lovely young man, and a oh, kiss. Very kind. Very well, kind. Watch out, Mr. Grant. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, definitely. Um, 
But, I mean, that, that's something I noticed on social media, on Twitter and Facebook, the outpouring of um, you know, messages and goodwill messages that you got. Um, it was a bit of a surprise, I think, to a lot of, to most Gateshead fans that we lost a local lad and a, you know, a fan favourite, really, I'd say, you know. Mm-hmm. No, it was, it was obviously very flattering. And um, like you said, there was an influx of messages come in, which obviously I'm truly grateful for. I think, you know, the, the fact that I was... The, I think I was the only Gateshead-born player in the squad, and I have been. Mm-hmm. I think Hen- Liam Henderson joined last season, and but for most of that time, um, I've had that tag, and I think the fans, um, uh, certainly some of them, have latched onto that, and uh, we've had a, I've had an affinity with the fans, you know, since I joined the club. So, um, I was obviously very grateful for all the messages that come in, but like I said, such as the game, you know, these things happen, and. Um, you know what I will say is it's exciting times for Gateshead Football Club. You know, regardless of whether I'm there or not, um, there's there's some good players left the club, which means that there has to be better ones coming in. Mm-hmm. So if you're a fan, um, you've got to be excited in that respect. Well, I certainly hope so. Um, now, if you want to message Carl and send in your messages, you can do it on Twitter and on uh, the uh, chat facility. We're going to play the promo now, and then after that, we're going to talk to Carl, because you might have heard there, he mentioned he was living in London, and we're going to find out the story of how uh, he became a Chelsea player. So um, we're going to play this now. Get your messages in, and remember, um, you can send them on here and on Twitter. Remember the show is fully interactive and if you're listening to us on Spreaker Live you can use the chat facility just below and to use the chat facility all you have to do is register with Spreaker be it on your phone or tablet or on the Spreaker website sign in with your Facebook account and there will be a little speech bubble appears at the bottom right hand corner when we are broadcasting live so remember get your messages in because they're important it's what makes this show go And that's the way to message us on the chat facility. And um, we've got a message from Andy Mason. He's put all the best, Carl, mate. Hopefully you'll be back in a heat shirt someday. Um, so hopefully it happen to Baxter. Never say never. Yeah. Exactly. And um, also we've got a message from Peter Grant, the man with the pinstripe soup. That's it. We've uh, just been saying it. Yeah. yeah. Saying uh, I'll have to get myself one, I, Peter. And he's put, uh, you'll miss you, Carl, and uh, you're a lovely young man. And he's give you a kiss as well. Oh, I'm not sure about the kiss, but yeah. I'll, take, I'll take the comment. <laughs> Um, well keep those messages coming in remember you can do it on Twitter as well um, at heed underscore army and uh, you can message us directly there for Andrew to read out as well Um, as I say people might not know this um, uh, maybe older generation that uh, don't watch a lot of uh, TV but you're a bit of a reality TV star at one point (laughs) I suppose you could say that you know that 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 discounts the likes of Geordie Shaw and all that. You know, yeah. it was a totally different type of. Oh program. yeah, yeah, those like, less tashing on, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, your part was it soccer icon uh, TV? Well, show? you see, you felt fell foul to, uh, to everyone. Uh, yet. Yeah, I get this all the time when I'm out. Oh look, it's that lad who won uh, football idol or soccer yeah. factor and all that. You know, they all get it mixed up. It was. Uh, Football icon, dear. Football icon, yeah. there we go. Oh, wait, have you not done your research? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't. <laughs> oh, no, nah, it's, it's going wrong already. But as I say, you're on that programme and um, ultimately won a contract with uh, Chelsea at, at an exciting time as well mm. when Jose Mourinho um, in his first stint. I think it was just when he arrived as well, wasn't it? It was, uh, well, he was in charge of the club at the time, yeah? Yeah. So how was that? Well, how did you... How did you get onto the programme first of all well me uh, it initially popped up but I, I had left Leeds um, 
Leeds at the time were going through all sorts of problems financially with the administration and that and there was a lot of lads at my age group got released um, and I was due to go on trial here there and everywhere but my dad was uh, club secretary of Bertley Town which is where I played me, me boys club football yep. um, and he got a phone call I, I believe off Sky Television just asking if there was any young lads in his in uh, within the boys club that would want to go and trial for this new programme that's coming mm-hmm. up and the, they had a trial location down at North Shields and um, basically went along, had a trial, uh, seen the, the length of the queue and it wasn't really it wasn't really appealing to us to be honest and the whole premise of it didn't really appeal to us, you know, having to do all these trials and there was thousands going in for it, I just thought well what's the point, you uh-huh. know, there's no way I'm going to win this. Mm-hmm. Anyway, went through all the trial processes and... Uh, Ended up, you know, all the cameras surrounding us after the after the trial, and I was thinking, what's going on here? And they've said, oh, you've you've gone through to the next stage, and mm-hmm. they whittled it down from I don't know about ten, fifteen thousand, about forty, and we all played against each other, mixed the teams up, played against each other at Cobham in front of all the coaches, and Jamie Redknapp and um, Eddie Newton mm-hmm. uh, and Mourinho, who were all part of the selection process. Uh, and eventually it got down to the last 12 and we all had to sort of move into this big brother style mansion <laughs> uh, which which was quite nice and uh, we we had six weeks sort of six to eight weeks trial with and joined the youth team at Chelsea and then it, it sort of went from there yeah, and um, did you I, I might have me um, fact right here did you eventually go on to become reserve team captain I did yeah well after I'd signed for the club um, it was I, I, I'd done quite well in the youth team and, and got another contract within sort of six weeks yeah. um, and then after that I went, I went the reserves under Brendan Rodgers um, who's obviously doing really well at the do you want to give him a fo- do you want to give him a phone call you might, you might get him <laughs> <laughs> uh, can't, can't be any worse than Colo too really. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then yeah and then I obviously got a, a longer term deal under Brendan and um and, and ended up reserve captain for over over a year to eighteen months before I left. So it was great. I mean, yeah. it must have been annoying because you had a few injuries down Chelsea as well, didn't that you? That was so the thing. I mean, I couldn't believe. You know, I've, I mean, I've been geared said you know two and a half years and hardly picked up a. You know, I've had a few niggles here and there, but generally mm-hmm. been fit the whole time. And um, when I was at Chelsea, particularly the point where I was looking to go out on loan uh, in league football, frustratingly, I, I picked up. Um, some bad injuries when I when I was in the early stages of a loan deal, so you know that that really hampered me progress. You know, particularly the the cruciate injury on my knee that was that knocked us back over a year. So mm-hmm. that was a major dent in the development. But um, you know, I'm physically I've, I've managed to get over it, but it definitely held us back at that time. Like I, yeah. um, we do have some messages from um, some friends of yours. Some oh, teammates. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Here we go. I yeah. was expecting this to be. Uh, fair. Well, we've got one. For, well, we've got a few from Jamie Chandler. <laughs> um, we'll start off with um, it's because he goes through in uh, who does he love more, lamps or JT? <laughs> uh, so, oh, it's got to be JT, hasn't it? Actually, um, for the banter, because I always get the JT banter from everyone in the changing room. John um, Terry, of course. If of course, knows, I yeah. not Justin Timberlake. Yeah, <laughs> uh, John Terry. Um, you know, all the lads obviously give us a load of stick because they're aware that when I was at uh, at Chelsea, I had like a close relationship with JT. Um, so I think it was the second leg against Grimsby in the playoff. 
uh, as a good luck charm, I brought in a uh, John Terry figurine <laughs> and, uh, and and just hung it on me peg, you know, <laughs> in its packaging, and uh, it worked. It worked. Did it, it take it to Wembley? No, I didn't. It's your fault. It's your fault. We all know it wasn't the tactics. <laughs> <laughs> um, we've got another message. Uh, if I can just get up to it there. We've got loads of come in. So one second. It's from Neil Smith. He goes, uh, cheers for ha- always having time to talk to me before and after games. It means a lot. All the best for the future. And that's from uh, photographer Neil Smith there. Mm-hmm. So uh, nice messages there. Yeah. Apparently England's winning 2-1 now. Uh, we, ha- we haven't got a monitor in here to watch that. Um, Steve Morgan is for good luck, Carl. And, um, oh, let's have a look what the rest say here. Right, and Colin Dilbo, make sure I read that out right. (laughs) I'd like to thank Carl for his two excellent seasons at the club. I think it's two and a half, actually, isn't it? Two and a half. Two and a half. You see, I've got some facts. (laughs) Uh, And remember, um, sorry, certainly played uh, your part in Gated's best season in over five decades. Uh, Definitely second that. Mm -hmm. Um, See if we've got any tweets coming in. We'll have. Let's have a little look here. It's just someone retweeting that we're live at the moment. So um, get your tweets coming in you know we always get a lot on there so keep them coming in um and see you mentioned that you're at chelsea then you had a few injuries and then eventually um like like this past week you've been really got released from chelsea um how did you end up at gated it was basically like i had i touched back on the injury that i that i got um it was it was quite career threatening actually at the time um you know we obviously i had the best care and, and treatment at chelsea but even even they were dubious as to whether i would be able to continue um so when i left the club i found it difficult to find another club um particularly in league football that would take us on mm-hmm. um so i got in touch with paul bryson who who my dad knows rather well and i knew well anyway mm-hmm. um he was uh, good enough to get us into into Gateshead while Bogey was in charge and I, I trained with him to, to keep ticking over and get me fitness up to up to speed and um, I realised fairly quickly that the level of football was, was a lot higher than what I expected and I was really impressed you know we've got some, some great players mm-hmm. at Gateshead and even at the time where you know we've got significantly stronger since then I felt that it was a good option for me to come back home and, and play me football back, back in Gateshead and um, I never looked back really you know I was I was impressed from day one mm-hmm. I mean you mentioned about the standard of football but also the standard of facilities of Gated Stadium what mm. that Gated's got use of um, I mean I don't know what they like at Chelsea but is it, mm. is it anywhere near towards that well that was what was going that was worrying as well because obviously we get the the bonus uh, you know the luxury of all the facilities that you get at Chelsea but you know I went out on loan in the Football League and even the likes of MK Dons and Northampton on other patch on what gates that I've got, you know, when when I was at um, those clubs, you had to get trained. Uh, so you got to get changed at the stadium, then get a minibus to the a separate training ground, then you had to use a gym in in the city centre, like a David Lloyd or something yeah. like that. Everything at Gateshead is is on site. You know, you're not wanting for anything, and the changing rooms are spot on, and all the rest of it. So they've really got football league facilities even even more so you know them them teams that I'm talking about are in league 1 so mm-hmm. they are very very fortunate with the facilities that they've got there and that was a an added bonus when I signed for the club that's interesting here yeah, because we hear about that we've got all these facilities but we don't know it, as I say as a comparison to what the you know what we're up against um we've got a, uh, another message from Steve Morgan he's put Carl uh, Carl <laughs> 
great goal, uh, goal of the season, but uh, my lasting memory will be witnessing your uh, heavily pregnant sister and Lass invading the pitch after the Grimsby game. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they, I, I, I don't know what it's like to have a hooligan in the family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, she got a bit caught up in the, the running, I think. And, yeah. Uh, she was doing doing rebellious things, um, but she got right into it. And I said, you know, joking aside, that was the lovely thing about playing for Gate. Said, you know, my family could come along to the games, mm-hmm. and um, even though she encroached the field of play, yeah. it, was, uh, it was still nice to have them there. You know. Yeah, as I say, well, thankfully it didn't result in a fine for you. Scored the name a little yeah. bit. Oh, yeah. well, well, thankfully she hasn't got the magnet name anymore. Sorry, <laughs> so, um, uh, got another message on the chat. Uh, facility this is from Andy Mason can you ask um, Carl what players uh, made Mills sorry one second can you ask Carl what the players made of Mills horrific outfit he wore uh, on late kickoff, my eyes are still hurt. <laughs> <laughs> there was uh, there was a little bit of banter but uh, you know I think it was uh, pre-Wembley so I don't think anyone wanted to bring it up in case we got dropped you know so <laughs> we're all whispering it to each other but it was pretty shocking I, I, can I just ask you one other just relating to late kick off there John Oster was on there as well and what's with that bum fluff tash <laughs> <laughs> I think John's John's having a bit of delayed puberty you know? <laughs> he is isn't he I, mean, uh, I, 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 think, I think there's a mark on me telly I was one of it rub it in that and uh, then oh terrible but uh, as I say I'm you mentioned about good players that you've played with at Gated. Um When you first came to the club, um, as I said, there was it, it's well, even you have seen an influx of players come and go for your time at Gated. Mm-hmm. Has there been any standout players for you? Um, I think this season in particular. I mean, everyone talks about him because he's he's a club legend and everything. But I have to say, um, James Curtis, dis- you know, despite him getting older he just gets better and better mm-hmm. and his dad was you know he had a joke at the presentation night about him having three or four more seasons in him <laughs> and Mills had one finger up to suggest yeah. he had one but I, you know it was a joke but I have to I have to agree with his dad I mm-hmm. think James he can go on at least another three years I think he, he doesn't really rely on his pace he's that good mm-hmm. at reading the game and he's obviously a big presence but he's what's impressed me the most is his ability on the ball um, but I've always I've always loved the way Jamie Chandler plays, you know, as a yeah. particularly as a defender. Um, to have someone like like Jamie in front of you with a work rate he has, mm-hmm. um, it, it takes the pressure off us. You know, the the ball doesn't get into our areas as much because he has the work ethic that, to not allow it there. But he's obviously added the goals to his game this season as well. And um, I think he said really need to keep a hold of, of players like Jamie Chandler if they want to progress. Yeah, I mean, um, just mentioned Jamie Chandler on about his, his engine there. He seems to run forever. But before the he missed the first leg of the Grimsby game, he was actually on a drip, and I was shocked to see him play the full ninety minutes of the. Well, that's that's Chandler. I think the team. first leg he was uh, he was a massive miss for it to be honest. He was he was. Having said that, I, I have to say Walker when he come in done very well. I think he's particularly his, his assist for Larkin's goal yep. was superb. But. Um, but that's that's charmed down to a T, you know. He was on a drip in the first leg, and then he he came out, and I think he was man of the match in the second in the second leg. Yeah. He was superb. So that's that, that's what you get with Jamie. Mm-hmm. Andrew, we've got a message from your brother. If you'd like to read it out. Uh, yep, he says, "How was it to mark Drogba in your first training session with the first team?" <laughs> <laughs> that's with Chelsea, not Gateshead, like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, you never know. Drogba might be one of the new players. <laughs> 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 Um, no, it was obviously daunting, you know. It was particularly being a seventeen, eighteen-year-old, you know. I was 
you're in awe of all these players never mind training with them so um and I think he physically he's like a brick wall, so I don't think I got yeah. near him that that training session. But uh, now, like I said, that that all goes into the bank, and you know all them experiences, whether they're just training sessions or not, helped us uh, progress and and make us a better player. Yeah, um, see, so we've got another one there as well um, from Carl. I think there's a follow up. Um. Yep, and did he have a patch on Liam? Hatch? <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, he's a bit like a brick wall as well. Isn't well, he? actually, actually, he's an absolute handful. So I think uh, I what, probably what, didn't what, give what us about a plane. <laughs> um, and uh, your sister's put cheeky buggers. Hi, Carl. I'm a big fan. Oh, for God's sake, leave it alone, Jenna. <laughs> <laughs> and um, Simon J's, but why didn't we sign Big Dave from the Congo? <laughs> big Dave, I he seemed to be a big hit, didn't he? In season, yeah. Uh, the song was quite catchy as well, and I think uh, me, me, Chan, and um, and Big Dave made a little video that went a little bit viral <laughs> yeah, at the I time. Right, I, yeah. But uh, no, he was a great character, and I actually thought Dave was was a good player. Actually, mm-hmm. he's, he's playing in Al- Algeria at the minute. If you wonder, <laughs> is he yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where is he now? Yeah. Algeria. Oh, well, you know, he might give him a ring. You could get a any chance, Dave? I a trial. Um, so keep your messages coming in um, we haven't had many on Twitter tonight you're all on the chat facility which is good but um, as I say if you're just tuning in late we're talking to Carl Magny um, about all things Gated and of course his time at Chelsea as well so send in your messages uh, this is how we do it on the chat facility we'll not play this too much because we've got lots to talk about but this is the way you can contact us on the chat facility if you want to get involved <laughs> Remember, the show is fully interactive, and if you're listening to us on Spreaker Live, you can use the chat facility just below. And to use the chat facility, all you have to do is register with Spreaker, be it on your phone or tablet, or on the Spreaker website. Sign in with your Facebook account, and there will be a little speech bubble appears at the bottom right-hand corner when we are broadcasting live. So remember, get your messages in, because they're important. It's what makes this show go. Well, you're back with us here with Carl Magnet, so keep them messages flying in. We've got loads to read out. Um, we've got another one from Colin Dilbo. Uh, Andrew would like to read it out. Yep, it says if Carl was born in Brazil, then his goal would have, and the goal of the season would have been shown. God knows how many times on TV. Well, well, that was one of the things we we're going to come on to. I think as well, we'll, we'll get on to it. Goal of the season. Uh huh. Um, I didn't vote for you, by the way. Uh, I, I <laughs> vote for Turnbull. <laughs> <laughs> only because, only because, obviously first minute of the match, I was walk, still walking up the stand, so I missed it. <laughs> oh, it? Wait, I think mine was even quicker, so were you, you see it at that point? Mine yeah. was 50 seconds in that's the game. That's what I'm saying. I oh, missed yours, so I, I missed oh, yours, that's why I voted on Phil. Sorry, well, that's a fair listening. point. That's a fair <laughs> point. <laughs> um, but what a fantastic goal. I mean, yeah. uh, I, I remember, because I had just sat down, I'd been talking to Raysbeck, and then he just started doing the commentary, and then... <laughs> All of a sudden, the screamer goes in. My heart was racing for about 15 minutes into the game, so God knows what yours was like after well, that. Well, I'm, I don't know if you were at the, where you were at the yeah. presentation night. I made a joke about um, how the gaffer said to me it was a shame about the other 89 minutes. <laughs> because it was, it was strange, you know, it was such a such a worldie mm-hmm. um, that I think I shocked myself a little bit. Um, I mean, I... I'm comfortable on the volley, you know, it's one of my biggest strengths. I just wish I was in and around the box more to, to strike yeah. on volley. But um it, it, the way it went in was, was ridiculous. So the follow I was it was sort of in my head for the rest of the game and I couldn't get it out of my head. I kept picturing <laughs> the ball going in that top corner. And it was, it was strange it put us right off. Um 
you know, God help us if I was a thirty goal a season striker, I probably yeah. you know, would struggle <laughs> to play well, you know. It was it was strange. But um what what uh, obviously uh, which is a little bit of a regret is that it uh, wasn't live on BT Sport or uh, something like that because I would have liked to have seen different angles of it yeah. and all the rest of it but you know, it's, it's all in the memory bank you know, I think it was, was one of them ones as soon as it left your foot you knew it was going in it was, in, like. it, was. It, actually, it actually hurt me foot that it was <laughs> that hard you know? well, um, blaming that for the rest of the game <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's <laughs> brother Carl has put he still thinks it was a punt back into the box <laughs> 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 um, uh, as I say, well, another thing we're going to talk about, uh, someone uh, that we brought up there about BT Sport. I mean, as fans and the season that we were having towards the back end and that run that we went on, that we weren't getting on um, BT Sports, it was very frustrating. What was, do players think about that in a, a dressing room? Does it ever, ever get brought up? Because ah, oh, definitely. Yeah. We, we spoke about it, um, particularly in the running when we went on the, you know, it was like 14 games unbeaten towards the back end of the season and the, the football, the style of football that we were playing was so against the the stereotypical conference lump it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we, we always used to bring it up in the changing room and, you know, how they got that fixture and, you know, certain clubs, mm-hmm. you know, they just didn't look very good games on paper. No. Um, particularly the money that comes with it would have been invaluable to us. So, um it was it was you know got increasingly frustrating, particularly towards the end of the season where the games became like cup finals. Yeah, uh, we thought it would be a great chance for the TV to come along, but it never really happened during the season, did it? it, it was, so, I mean, it was see, we were talking before we came on about um, the FA Cup game as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, the two FA Cup games. Mm-hmm. Um, I say the the replay was. I mean, the, the stats is just it's scary to look at uh-huh. that we didn't win that game, and I know uh-huh. it's you know famous old saying the game isn't win on stats mm. but it, I mean, it was 79% of possession it was it? it was definitely in the 70s yeah. I mean we absolutely dominated the ball and uh, we've, we've gained a lot of respect from, from football league teams or whoever has watched that game particularly Oxford themselves you know I've, I've seen um, a message James Marwood received from an Oxford player actually yeah um, commenting on how impressed he was with the way we played so um you know, it's a great accolade at that, you know, and I mean, particularly when Oxford were challenging at that point of the yeah. season, they faded away. And lost I think the manager as well, they yeah. lost the manager, but I think we were sort of the beginning of when they started the slide, and I mm-hmm. think it, it might have been so much of a, a confidence yeah. hit on them because we'd passed them off the park for mm-hmm. two games that, you know, they lost a bit of confidence, you know. I mean, it must have been frustrating for all the players, like when the match got called off up here for the rain. Uh, it so was, yeah. I mean, it did, it did come down and, and you know, the... The pitch, I don't think, was playable, but it was. Um, there was so much hype, if you remember, surrounding yeah, yeah. the game. Uh, you know, we were expecting over two thousand and, and all the rest of it, um, which at that point of the season was huge. Obviously, we, we went and surpassed that comfortably yeah. at the end of the season. Um, you're <laughs> laughing. You're laughing because one of the lads is texting you, haven't they? Oh, I've got. A, I've got a message from uh, England C International, James Marwood. And uh, his question for you is to say, what tannin lotion do you use? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if we can advertise on here, can we? Oh, uh, yes, advertise oh, on oh, here. Yeah, no. <laughs> we'll make it some free, it'll be yeah. great. Uh, no, no, James has got it all wrong, you know. The, I used to walk in on on a morning and they used to be, oh, he's got that tannin lotion on. Absolutely not, you know, it was the natural skin colour. <laughs> the sun only needs it's to be out a couple of minutes and just, I'm just, just radiant. Is that just the, the magnet genetics? Exactly, there? it's the magnet gene. <laughs> it is. It's, uh, 
And um, I've got another one from uh, Chandler. Um, can you ask him about his Incredible Hulk feet stocky toes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to be fair, I always got a bit of stick about my feet as well. Every time we went in the shower and that, you know, Chandler always used to think that I used to pump steroid injections into my toes. <laughs> and, uh, in, fa- in fairness, though, he is a midget, so everyone's going to look at <laughs> you. Right? Everything's a bit out of proportion, Jimmy, isn't it? So. It is. And um, another m- message from me is going, what will you miss more, my crack or Tup Tup? It's a tough one, that one, actually, yeah. I think yeah, I'm going to miss the lads. There's, there's no doubt about that. You know, we've got a unique little group um you know we've got a great set of lads there and uh it's going to be difficult moving on the day-to-day banter you know particularly with you being full-time professional yeah. you're in you're seeing everyone every morning and um you know you basically do everything together so mm-hmm. now it's going to be difficult moving on but like i said um that's football and We've all got each other's numbers, and I'm sure we'll stay in touch. But I think you should uh, stop reading out the messages. Well, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to vet this one. You can read it uh, from there. See if it, uh, you, can, you can just give me your answer. Which one's this? Uh, that's one second. This is great radio. This uh, <laughs> that one there. What? Ask him when he is asking Verity to marry him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Verity might be listening to this now, actually. Oh, so, oh well, we'll have a first on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not going to get a... Uh, oh, well, I think if anyone's going to get... A podcast wedding. On no, I, not I, yet, anyway. I think if anyone's going to get married, it may be the loved-up Jimmy Chandler. Oh. Well, exactly. He's a one to talk, Jim, isn't he? Jimmy Selfie Chandler. Oh, <laughs> thank you very much. And there you go. Hey, I tell you what, you're just, I, I, Sometimes I think I might get myself tested for diabetes after looking at his Instagram. I tell you, exactly. it's that sweet, isn't it? Well, I keep, I, keep a bucket, I keep a bucket down the side of my bed and I just <laughs> high up every time I see a selfie. <laughs> oh, well, this, well, actually, can you ask a que- uh, answer a question for us? Um, was he wearing mascara in his beard? For, um, oh, well, it was, it was definitely, it was either permanent marker, <laughs> mascara or something, but uh, no, 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 there was a little bit of a craze went round the, the changing room. I think him... Marwood and Ryan Noble oh, and Josh Walker was obviously yeah. a big fan of it. They uh, dyed the beards with, with black dye, um, and obviously it, for Walker with them being being ginger, a bit butch dingle like you know, uh, it obviously took away the ginger tint. But uh, what worked against Walker was every time we used to go away um, on the away trips on a Friday night. You know, obviously playing on a Saturday, we used to all go in my rooms on a Friday night and. Goggle box was obviously big on a Friday night, yeah. and I don't know if you watched Goggle box. Oh, did you? The two gay ones from Brighton, <laughs> the one on the right, there's an absolute ringer for Walker. By the way, is because of the black dye, you used to get hammered. For that. Oh. So you, all you could hear is down the corridor, and like people's windows would be open yeah. in the hotel. Walker. Walker! <laughs> oh well, um, we've got a, a few messages here. Um, one from Andy Mason. He's put the Chronicle was seeing where aiming for three quality strikers. Who would Carl like to see us sign uh, to get the goals? Is anyone that stood out here this season? Uh, well, obviously Gregory stood out, but he's. I think he's gone to Luton, hasn't he? Has he actually went to Luton? Has he? Well, I think he was. It was that or Rotham, I think. Was it? Well, yeah. I, 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 well, wherever he's he's going, uh, you know. Unfortunately, I don't think we've yeah, got a cloud yeah, yeah. him at this point. Um, obviously, people have, have talked about John Shaw. Uh, I think Shawsy would welcome a move back to Gateshead. Um, however, he's had a, a difficult two years with injury and whatever. Yeah, but I'm, yeah. I'm still 
fairly confident if he if he came into Gateshead's style of play as mm-hmm. the number nine, he would he would definitely get goals. He would yeah. have to get goals, you know. Um, but apart from that, uh, it's difficult. I think I think Gateshead will look the league football to mm-hmm. get a striker. Yeah, in. I think. There's, there is a few good strikers in the conference, but I think the way Mills is talking and certainly the way he's shifted the budget, um, it looks like there's going to be a couple of league strikers coming in. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, I'm say it's exciting times, isn't it? Mm-hmm. With the, um, um, what, uh, you don't have to answer this one, but uh, Andrew's brother here, Carl McGuinness, has put, um, who's the worst player uh, Carl's played with at the Heed? Oh, that's a harsh one, isn't <laughs> it? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I can answer that. No, I'm afraid. No, I'm we asked, asked Turnbull out of talking once. He gave us three players. <laughs> 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 That's Phil Turnbull. <laughs> Phil's uh, fairly know, honest. Yeah, I mean, who, who's in Phil's league, though? You know what I mean? Well, exactly. I mean, the yes. worst one, because Bogey was there at the time and out, and Bogey just gave us a stare like, he's like, oh, where are my players? I've signed it. What I will say is, we, we did have, you know, pre season, you get some interesting characters coming in on trial. Yeah. Um, and we had a. Uh, we had a Dutch fella come in called um, he, he was Sham, Shamu or something like that. Shamu or something like that. And he was a big, big six foot four black fella. And he came in, and everyone was thinking, "Bloody, hell, he's going to be an absolute handful." This yeah. fella, and he was honestly, he was an absolute donkey on ice. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, things like that. You know, you get pre-season players coming in who are, you know, and aren't up to scratch. Actually, just talking about strikers there, um, one that stood out, especially in the playoffs, was uh, John Lewis at Grimsby. I think he aye. gave everybody a, a, aye, aye. A, a torrid time that he went near. Uh-huh. No, I think that, that's a good shout. Aye. He he definitely impressed us purely his, his strength, you know, but I think, I, I'm obviously, I'm not Gary Mills, but, you know, playing in the side, I'm not sure if he was the type of striker that, yeah. that the club's looking for. Um he would certainly be a good acquisition in terms of being able to change it up and, mm-hmm. and, and you know playing him when another striker isn't fit or bringing him off the yeah. bench. But he he did impress his eye. Um, got a message from Peter Grant. Uh, do you want to read that one out, Andrew? Yeah, it says apart from George Spurs, who used to have the biggest chip butties after the game. <laughs> <laughs> aye, I think Mickey Cummins liked these chip butties, man, because he didn't play a lot last season. Um, I think that was the the most important day, uh, important time of Mickey's day on a, on a Saturday. <laughs> He always used to say, uh, once the 90 minutes was up, right, lads, let's get with chip buddies. So. Uh, we've got another message from Sarah Jane. Andrew, you want yeah, to be honest? Yeah, it says, who is the best practical joke at the club and what's been the best one? Oh, practical joke. Well, you've got a couple. I mean, James Curtis is probably the funniest man alive. You know, <laughs> and, and he, honestly, I can't tell you how funny that bloke is. But in terms of... Um, doing things on a day-to-day basis, Chandler's an absolute pest, absolute <laughs> pest. You know, you'll you'll go in, your socks will go missing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there'll be crap in your wash bag. You know, he's always up to something. And then obviously, Marwood jumps on the bandwagon, and Walker will pop right his head round the corner. And <laughs> it just gets out of hand, but it usually stems with Chandler, like. Yeah, there's. Uh, well, he seems a bit of a character from his uh, from his Instagram. So <laughs> yeah. he's singing in the car. I mean, did you see the Simply Red one the other day? Oh. No, thankfully I didn't. Oh, know. Was, uh, he was telling me how good Simply Red is, and if you don't know who they are, then you're just not worth living. <laughs> and he was singing away. Uh, so um, yeah, and um, well, one thing we haven't touched on, we've touched, we mentioned it was the the build up to Wembley um, from a fan's point of view seeing in the local news I mean we set up the podcast because 
you know, media coverage, as I'm sure you'd agree, isn't the greatest on Gated. Mm-hmm. That's why we, we, we do this. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the build-up, uh, in TV, radio, newspaper, everywhere you looked, shop windows, it was all Gated. Mm-hmm. What was that like to be, you know, I mean, you're there with us on a match day, mm-hmm. we're trying to get behind the team, trying to get more people there. Mm-hmm. But all of a sudden, just that everyone knew who you were. Oh, it was amazing. I, I think, um, you know, people, you know, I'm going to be honest here, and the fans were obviously a bit disgruntled about not having media coverage or enough of it prior to this season but uh-huh. to be honest we weren't doing enough as a as a football team to get that attention you know you've mm-hmm. got to be a, they were you know reporting on on results and things you know I think that was fair enough to go in depth and get interviews player to player I don't think we did enough to deserve that accolade mm-hmm. but I think with the season we had um, it just shows you um, you know how impressed you know the general public were um, not even football fans. You know were hearing about Gateshead, and and everybody seemed to know about the club towards the running. And it was um, it was nice because it wasn't only obviously nice to get the exposure, but it felt like we had earned it, mm-hmm. um, and everybody had, had taken on board what we had achieved. And it was a nice pat on the back for us, and obviously for the fans as well yeah. to see their to open the chronicle and see their club plastered all over the paper. I must, you know, it was a lovely mm. feeling. I mean, we reached far and wide with that as well. I mean, the chronicle and newspaper, uh, the local news picked up on a fan travelling all the way from Australia for the game. I seen that, eh? um, which was great, and uh, and also I think I seen uh, uh, someone put a link uh, to the Heat Army account a while ago on Twitter. About it reaching the, I think the Bangkok Herald and Post. <laughs> there was an article on Gated, so you know it shows that the interest there. And we know through doing the podcast that we reached all over the place. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll have to give a, sh- a shout out. Is it Arvid? Oh, Arvid, yeah. yes, Arvid. Well, unfor- oh, unfortunately, that lad from Australia has blew him a bit out of the water, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to give Arvid a little bit of a mention because yeah. his effort to come over from Norway has been over a few times. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a fantastic uh, five to six times this season, oh, well, and, uh, and the price as well. I mean, it's not not a cheap no. thing to do. Nah. It's not one flight he's taken; it's four each time. Yeah. So. Um, it's just amazing well, what as he a does. player you know we, we obviously we know things like that so mm-hmm. it's nice to be able to, to mention it you know because we do take it on board I mean yeah. did he hear about the Chicago bloke down at Oxford I didn't did you not nah, I didn't hear about that <laughs> we, we, we turned up at the pub and um, he started looking at it a bit funny so one of the last guys what, what's, what's your problem Hi, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> what, what are you doing? So, we, so literally, the taxi turned up and we hired him in the taxi and brought him with us. <laughs> oh, so he wasn't a gear set. No, 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 just hijacked. Just hijacked. You'd, oh, been, right, you'd been in the co- you'd been in the company for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> that's one way to acquire fans, anyway. That's not wasn't the only. Just kidnapped them off the street. No, that wasn't the only. That's happened a couple of times this season. Halifax. Yeah, we left him. We've got another message here. This one's on Facebook. This one's from Ken Richardson, Andrew. Yeah, it's a so-called playing centre half the reserves just after he signed he made a surgeon run with the ball into our box to the opposition penalty area uh, I turned to a mate and said bloody hell have we signed Beckenbauer yeah. <laughs> just talking about the reserves um, I've seen you at a few reserve games um, the youth team games at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. um, say one player that um, I've seen about five to six seven times Jack Gurr uh-huh. looks an exciting prospect yeah yeah um, played with Jack a few times um, during you know middle of the season when I wasn't playing um, playing in the first team uh, we had a couple of games against Sunderland and things like that and he come in at, at right back and he's I, you know, I was really really impressed with how confident mm-hmm. he was and how composed he was on the ball and he, he's for, for his young age as well so he looks an exciting prospect and it's you know it's, it's nice to have players still coming through the system yeah 
So he just lives up the street as well. Oh, does he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so there's so a shout out to Jack if he's listening. Um, right, we've got more messages coming in here on the um, chat facility. I think there's a load coming in. Uh, what's this one here? Oh, uh, okay, it's just been England updates. <laughs> England updates. Oh, um, Arvid says uh, thanks, Carl, means a lot. Oh, top so man, there we go, go, all the way in Norway. Uh, one second. Uh, one second. Uh, ask Carl, how does he uh, rate Bart's? That save in the first leg at Grimsby before half time was uh, world class. Well, I've got to agree. I think Bart's was um, went on to another level this season. He was absolutely superb. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was my I, I voted player of the season for him. Um, he's a class act, Bart's, you know, because he's he's good with his feet as well, and he he certainly complements the way Gates had play. Yeah. But his his ability as a goalkeeper and he's, some of the saves he's made throughout the season have been unbelievable. Uh-huh. I seen one of his saves away at Nuneaton mm-hmm. was one of the best saves I think I've ever seen. Uh-huh. Uh, Frightening. I mean, it was that penalty save in Ireland. And the penalty yeah, save, you know, he was he was incredible that game. It looked a convincing victory, Nuneaton, uh-huh. but if it wasn't for Bartlett, you know, and Brian Tree, remember the the penalty save at Brian Tree. He's contributed to some massive massive moments in this season. I've got a message there, Andrew. Um, which one you have the one, to, the, the Andy Mason one. Uh, does Carl think his versatility counted against him? It's an interesting one. That um, I think it did. I think it did. Mm-hmm. Um, I won't go into the conversation I had with Mills, but you know, it was it was sort of like he felt like I didn't kneel down a position, but then I'm sort of responding. Well, I'm helping cover four different positions yeah. for you. So I've always said it. I've been a victim of my own ability in a in a way. Um, you know, sometimes people think versatility is a great thing. Mm-hmm. I think it worked against us in this in this respect. Um, I would have loved, obviously, a, a run at centre half, but um, Curtis and Clark have been fantastic, and as long as they're fit, uh, I don't see why you should break them up. To be yeah. honest, mm-hmm. um, Arvid responded by saying that he was outdone by the man from Australia by saying, "Next time you'll travel from the North Pole." <laughs> <laughs> well, he's close. Well, make sure he takes a Berghaus. Yeah. <laughs> He's close enough to it. Um, and Carl sent another message in there. Yeah, this is another question. Who do you think is the ugliest player at the club? <laughs> There's a few contenders. <laughs> Poor Chan has to be up there, to be honest. I think it's that haircut. Phil Turnbull and Al. Phil Turnbull was a, I know, what's, a creature. What's with that ace gem haircut that he's got? <laughs> <laughs> Phil, Phil, he's absolutely having himself as well, but he, you know, he loves his Zoolander poses and that. So uh, just for that, I think yeah, I'm going to give it Phil Turnbull. I mean, my barber sponsored the player Paddy Foster. Sponsored um, the game this aye, season, aye, aye. and uh, I had me haircut just before that match. He says, "Oh, who do you think I should um, pick for man the match? It's got to be the ones with the worst haircut." <laughs> I've heard Chandler has that. <laughs> I think Chandler puts his tongs in them and everything. Like he likes his curls. <laughs> yeah, I think he's. Uh, I think it's a term called metrosexual. <laughs> just a bit. Huh? Just a little bit. Well, as I say, we've only got two minutes left. Um, so if you've got any messages, send them in now. Um, as I say, we'll, we might be doing some more podcasts in the next um, month. Uh, just say we'll have to see what happens, what news, who we sign, if we've got enough to fill a show. So remember to um, share this show, um, share it on Facebook and on Twitter. Help it get reach more people. Hopefully, we can get more people involved in the club that we love. Um, so. As I say, just keep their messages coming in. I'd just like to say thank you to Carl for coming on the podcast and also thank you for everything you've done in the Gator Church because, mm-hmm. I say, we've got their memories of the you know, fantastic goal. Being to Wembley, mm-hmm. I mean, at the beginning of the season, we never thought we'd have been there, would we? No, not at all. Obviously, there was disappointment surrounding Wembley, but, you know, when you look at it uh, in hindsight and it's all settled down now, you know, it was a, a, 
a great achievement and the club will go from strength to strength and I have to say um, you know, I have nothing but best wishes for Gateshead and its fans, um, particularly the fans who have been there through thick and thin. Um, you know, I've appreciated, you know, uh, any any anywhere we've gone, you know, even well in on a Tuesday night, you know, fantastic yeah. effort from them and I just wish them all the best and all the success in the world. You can come down on the train with it for lo- the London trip. I will if I if I, if I get a day off I'll definitely It's an experience like I can imagine I um, we've got a, a message from Peter Grant saying good luck Carl matey um, so I think that's just the sentiments of everyone uh, Simon J good luck and all the best for the future Carl I think that just uh, sums up uh, the thoughts and well wishes and how well you were thought of when you played mm. at Gated No it's, it's lovely obviously very humbling and like I said um I wish Gateshead and its fans all the best for the for the new season. <laughs> Exciting uh, times for them. And uh, finally, the last message we'll leave to your sister here. She's put, Nick off uh, to your new club, Carl, so I can comment on the podcast without getting wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so on that note, Carl, once again, thank you very much uh, for coming on the podcast and for everything they've done at Gated. And uh, Andrew, thank you for coming on again. No problem at all. And um, as I say, share the podcast and uh, keep an eye out for any advertisements and we'll be back uh, soon. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared. Before you drive the all-new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself, how rogue are you gonna go? We talking, find your spirit animal in the desert rogue? Build an igloo in the middle of nowhere rogue? Or, take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question, but with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in-market competitors. Base models compared.